due process. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. And we're starting the show with our good friend, James Dolan. Not about facial recognition, not about the performance of the Knicks, not about the fact that we can joke about them and do joke about them not having been relevant since 1999. I would much rather talk about due process. I think about this almost every day, which is sort of strange. Find time to watch a movie and think about due process. Wondering what it would be like to A, on one side, be able to do whatever you want and get away with it no matter what. People correlate that with privilege and money, but there are plenty of people who have no privilege and no money who get away with a lot of things every day. On the other side, what it would be like to be the victim of a witch hunt where you've done nothing, but you are accused of doing something and the result of either in my general horseshoe theory of the world is that both extremes end up really close to each other. Yesterday, it was shocking. It wasn't shocking. Yesterday, it was breaking news that there is a lawsuit that is being brought in California against James Dolan. The lawsuit is being brought by a masseuse. So I'm actually going to change how we talk about these things because lawyers are often not part of the conversation, but they should be. You always have to look at who lawyers are, who's representing who, why they're representing the clients. The lawyer who is representing the masseuse, the plaintiff in this action, is a lawyer who has been, has quite a reputation in the legal community. And I am not yet discussing the merits of the underlying case. I'm just giving you a few facts that you may not have which are that the, the lawyer who is representing the masseuse who is claiming that James Dolan forced her to have sex with him, which very well may have happened. But the lawyer who is filing these claims on behalf of the woman is a lawyer who has both been after James Dolan unsuccessfully for many, many years over many lawsuits and a lawyer whose reputation is that of a publicity hound very much enjoys suing high profile people, giving statements, giving interviews. And there are lawyers like that. They give all of us a bad name. Those of us who even have a law degree, but those lawyers do exist. The underlying facts of the case are disturbing. The allegations are horrific. There is a law in California that currently is on the books that basically says we are eliminating the statute of limitations for any case that someone would like to bring against someone else for sexual assault. The law calls for a statute of limitations. What that means is that you have X number of years to file a lawsuit against somebody over an action that that person did to you. It could be a civil action of any kind. Statute of limitations was invented in order for the courts to be able to find fact and for juries to be able to find fact 
with the theory being that the longer time goes, the murkier the truth can become. The reason why New York did this last year and California is doing it now, eliminating the statute of limitations for sexual assault cases, is they're looking to allow justice for people, justice that they should get, justice that they're entitled to. Due process, I've had this debate in law school. I had this debate, I had this debate with friends, which makes me maybe nerdy, but I love having this debate. What is the most important right that we have? People, the right to free speech, religion, speedy trial. That's a good one. How about due process? It's always been one of my favorites. It's a podium right. Due process is what protects us from living in Saudi Arabia. Due process is what's supposed to be available to all people. And the problem is that the inherent racism that exists and the inherent privilege and everything socioeconomically, it tends to cloud both actual due process and people's belief that they're receiving or that everybody receives the same due process. With good reason, applying equal due process across the board is the goal and it should be the norm. It should be what happens. Do you believe that James Dolan deserves due process? Or is James Dolan going to be forced to sell the Knicks, the Rangers, can't be forced to sell MSG, the network or Radio City, sorry about that. But could enough owners feel like we wanna get rid of James Dolan anyway, and now we have an opportunity to do it. Did you know when you buy a team that you actually sign a document that allows your team to be taken away for no particular reason other than a vote of 75% of your fellow partners. It's almost as though if you're not liked in a popularity contest, that you are at risk of losing your team. Of course, we don't see that happen because the old adage, careful what you do to someone else because it's about a day and a half from happening to you. So you may feel like you're part of the mean girls and the cool people. And then six months from now, the whole world changes inside the ownership group and you're part of the few and not the many. And then all of a sudden, because you're not liked, your team could be taken away from you. And when I say taken away, it's not that James Dolan would have to give the Knicks to somebody. He would sell it the same way Daniel Snyder was forced to sell. The reason I compare Daniel Snyder here is that Daniel Snyder was not a popular owner. They were looking for reasons to get rid of Daniel Snyder. They finally found enough smoking guns that they said, that's it. You're gone. Interestingly, the gun that ended up with the most smoke with Dan Snyder was the one that he stole money from the other owners when he was not classifying certain events at FedEx Field correctly. That's when owners said, listen, cheerleader calendars, not very nice of you, but stealing money from me, see you later. So yesterday, this lawsuit gets brought up by this lawyer, Wigdor, who's claiming found a woman to claim from years and years ago, over 10 years ago, and the statute of limitations would have been expired, but for this new law in California, which allows for anyone to bring a suit against anybody from any time. 
claiming that Dolan not only forced her to have sex with him, but also forced her to have sex with Harvey Weinstein. Now, we all remember the name Harvey Weinstein. I call him Weinstein, excuse me, Harvey Weinstein, rotting away in prison as he should be. The original sinner of disgusting behavior, lascivious and prurient in a way that is embarrassing to the entire industry, took down, started a movement and practically took down an industry. Not sure there's a punishment that I can think of for what Harvey Weinstein did, making women do disgusting things to his disgusting person because of who he was. If you want to be in movies, if you want to be a star, you better touch me. Harvey Weinstein's name will forever be associated with that. And when you bring a lawsuit against somebody, James Dolan, and you bring up Harvey Weinstein, it is very difficult for there to be any sort of fairness as it applies to James Dolan. It's like being associated with Jeffrey Epstein. There's not much to talk about. And if you accuse somebody of that and you're wrong, you're Aaron Rodgers. James Dolan wakes up this morning wondering to himself strategically, are the fellow owners after me? Is something going on here? The combination of this lawyer and this lawsuit. And I am not opining whether it is true or not. Don't know. There hasn't been a finding of fact. There has not been a day in court. 30 years ago, you accused someone of being gay, front page, Tom Cruise gay, front page of the National Enquirer, Tom Cruise sues, page 10, lawsuit prevails. It's different now. That was pre-social media. That was pre-internet. Accusations today stick. They are part of your Google. Does James Dolan deserve due process before any actions are taken against him by the league? Adam Silver, when asked about it, said, hey, I just read the article. I don't know anything about this. Of course, that's what he has to say. But Adam Silver is doing what Roger Goodell did as it relates to Dan Snyder. He's taking the temperature of his fellow owners. Hey, we got rid of Cuban. Do we need to get rid of Dolan? How do you want to do it? We can use this lawsuit the way Harvard used plagiarism by its president to get rid of its president when in fact they were getting rid of her because donors were walking away because of her performance on Capitol Hill and her lack of actually taking a proper stand against anti-Semitism. Do you see the pattern and how all of these institutions, whether it's the NBA, whether it is a higher education institution, NFL, corporations like the one you may work for. There are people whose sole job up in the C-suite is to figure out and map out strategies to handle things that they want handled. And if you think I'm defending James Dolan or I'm in any way impugning the woman who brought the lawsuit, you have missed and misunderstood this entire part of the show. I am asking for you to think about the concept of due process. And when somebody 
because of their actions doesn't deserve it. And it's hard when someone commits a hate crime, when someone commits a violent crime against a member of your family, when someone, it's the same with free speech, when someone says something that makes you so angry that you can't even bear to hear it, that's when the whole principle is tested. James Dolan doing something is a test for you and your view of due process because of your view of him to begin with. I don't think Adam Silver has much of a choice here. I think he has to see what happens with this case. Does it ever go to trial? Wigdor is not a big fan of trials, a big fan of settlements because he gets a percentage of the settlement. Get this woman some money, get him some money on to the next. Of course, he's never prevailed against Dolan, but maybe this time he will. Adam Silver will have to follow this story. The other owners are paying attention because of course, James Dolan signed up to be removed because people don't like his beard or his band, but wow, it's quite dangerous. The NFL taught you that they can do this. They did it with Snyder. People are beginning to wonder whether this is now going to be the MO, the modus operandi of these leagues on a more consistent basis. The owner of the Indianapolis Colts is the latest example, Jim Irsay. Is there a chance that they want Jim Irsay to sell the Colts? The Colts released a statement recently that Jim Irsay and his band are canceling. It's funny, these owners and their bands, everyone wants to be a rock star and rock stars all want to be athletes. Strange. Jim Irsay and his band had to cancel some dates because he had some respiratory, serious, significant respiratory issue. Word has come out that in fact, he overdosed on drugs. As you know, addiction, doesn't matter how much money you have. I guess if you're rich, you can get real stuff and then you have to really be addicted and not worry as much about fentanyl. Although rich people end up buying stuff on the streets and getting screwed in that way. Jim Mersey is the one who Roger Goodell has used. Remember, Jim Mersey was the mouthpiece on several things regarding Dan Snyder. Is Jim Mersey next on the block? He's the owner who just 10 years ago was actually, remember, he got suspended six games. That is when he uh, got caught DUI. Six games under the influence of what I assume was drugs, not alcohol. I don't remember. Can you lose your team over an addiction? Can you lose your team over sex, consensual or otherwise forced? Due process. Jim Mercer is probably worried about living right now. James Dolan is probably worried about nothing. I was thinking about these statute of limitations issues, all the people waiting to see whether they're going to get sued, knowing that the due process likely doesn't exist because once you're accused, you're accused, and then you go into the settlement phase, which doesn't help or change the PR phase. Although maybe if you're James Dolan and you realize there's nothing you can do about your PR, you just skip that phase and stay in the settlement phase. One little word for everybody. This is going to set Coke is going to get angry. I'm sorry. I just have a. All right, I won't do it. No means no. 
Christ's sake. We haven't given you an Oakland A's update in a long time. I wanted to do that. I've taken some heat from within some of my old friends in baseball, being very, very vocal about the fact that I didn't think the A's were going to move to Vegas and that I thought that all that was happening with their team president and owner, John Fisher, their owner, Cavill, their president, Dave, that this was all just grandstanding, trying to get a better deal in Oakland. They've taken it so far that I had no choice. I have not taken a loss on the way to C's yet where the A's would not move. But man, it's not looking good. But I have kept you informed over the weeks and months that the approval by Major League Baseball was perfunctory, silly, not relevant, just to get the ownership approval out of the way. They approved a relocation of the A's as part of some sort of plan to try to get the A's a deal in Vegas or the, a deal in Oakland because they certainly didn't evaluate. That whole relocation committee was a joke. As much as you want to compliment how much work they did, it's total horse hockey. There is zero to work on. Measuring the Vegas market, great, I can Google that. Show me financial, show me rendering, show me agreements. Show me operating agreements, lease agreements, relocation agreements. Show me community benefits agreements, which are part of a relocation agreement. There's not a separate, there's talk right now, the Oakland A's are almost done negotiating a community benefits agreement. There is no separate community benefits agreement, folks. It's part of a larger agreement you have with the public. There's a construction agreement, an operating agreement, and a relocation agreement. That's it. Within those agreements are the funding sources, are the rules of what you have to do in the community, the amount of millions you have to do or parks you have to refurbish. No update. Why did the Oakland A's, someone asked me on davidsampsonpodcast.com yesterday, yesterday was the deadline for the A's to have a binding agreement in order to save their revenue sharing. They do have a binding agreement. On what? Nothing. But the union and the league don't want the A's to have their revenue sharing removed. So they all agreed. It didn't matter whether they had an actual binding agreement or not. It's all about the collective bargaining agreement between the union and the owners. And if the owners and the union, the owners represented by the commissioner and the players represented by Tony Clark, if they sit down and agree, all right, we're going to keep Oakland getting revenue sharing. That's it. It doesn't have to be according to what's written in the agreement because you can amend the agreement with approval by the union and the commissioner. They need votes, but whatever. No need to get too specific, except they can all agree in this case without a vote of anybody that Oakland has satisfied the quote unquote requirements in order to keep getting revenue sharing dollars. That's what Oakland was interested in. That's accomplished. But in the real world of getting a stadium done and getting a team moved, not one thing was done yesterday that makes yesterday different than the day before, the week before, the month before. They're going to come out and tell you they've got everything taken care of. They're getting close to finalizing these agreements. Horse hockey. These agreements are public documents. These agreements have got to be, got to be part of any documents that can be seen by anybody in the media or anybody on their porch. 
in Vegas. Anybody seen anything? The reason why we don't have to show you anything until it's the final draft that's being voted on. There's a little part of public records. The way we operated, and I'd like to teach you this, if you are negotiating something with the public and you submit documents directly to the public as part of the negotiating, like an issue sheet or drafts back and forth, those drafts are public records. The media could access them, ask them, hey, could you show me the latest draft for the operating agreement or the construction agreement? Don't have any. The public hires a consultant. We would give documents directly to the consultant only. We would never give documents over to commissioners or to anyone in the public side because we did not want drafts to ever be available to the Miami Herald or to anybody in public. And when you give an issue sheet or a draft to a consultant or a privileged draft to a lawyer, that is not part of a public record. Once it is complete and there is something for commissioners to vote on, that's what the public gets to see. And do you think that they're going to do in Vegas what they did in Miami, where they get a final draft and a summary of the issues like a few days before the vote? Yeah. And the reason why they do that is commissioners are being met with in advance, discussed what the issues are, asked what they need to get a yes vote. How many contributions do Oakland A's? That's been followed on the internet, all the political contributions that are being made to various people who have done various things to do various votes. Totally legal. Totally legal. It's part of the game. If you think baseball is the only industry that gives money to politicians in order to get certain things their way, quote unquote, on Capitol Hill, then you're living under a rock. Where are the A's going to play seems to be the thing that you all focus, that people are focused on the most. MLB is working on that. The A's are working on it. There's a deadline. People are saying the deadline is when the schedule for 2025 comes out. That's not the deadline. Schedules come out with who's playing who, not where they're playing. You've got till the end of the summer. They've got nine months, 10 months at least to figure out where the A's are going to play in 25. Their lease is done in the Oakland Coliseum. They've done nothing to try to get an extension on that lease other than burn bridges. Will they play in Sacramento? Will they play in Vegas at a AAA facility? Will they share a facility with the San Francisco Giants? Everything is absolutely on the table. What do I think happens? They will not share a facility with the San Francisco Giants. As happy as the Giants are to have the A's go to Vegas and be done in that community, the wear and tear of an extra season on a no longer new AT&T slash Pac-Bell, you're going to need a lot of payment. And the Giants are really good at asking MLB for payment for stuff. So look for them to either move to Sacramento, try to play in Vegas, or maybe even stay in the Oakland Coliseum. God knows that's a great place for baseball. Okay. 
when we come back, we're going to have a discussion about a movie I watched. And then we are going to talk about what's going on with the St. Louis Cardinals because we have such a loyal fan base in St. Louis. And you know how much I love St. Louis. Second only to how much I love Milwaukee. We're going to talk about the owner and the president of the Cardinals did some talking about something that you've heard a lot about, and that is streaming TV rights. The reason why it should interest you today is if you want competitive sports and you want parity, competitive balance. One of the great things about the NFL that you love is that your team can stink one year and can be good the next. Three-year rebuilds are not as necessary in the NFL. There is so much revenue sharing in the NFL. There's a salary cap in the NFL, and it leads to a much greater degree of equality. In baseball, what we would say to you is, look at all the different World Series champions. We've got competitive balance. We've got parity. No one can repeat. It's horse hockey. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Quentin, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for voting. A lot of you have gotten to me on David P. Sampson on Twitter. Uh, a few of you through Instagram, but I don't see those as much. And many of you on davidsampsonpodcast.com. That's a website you can go to to check out our merch, where we don't have competing merch with the Levitard merch store. We have our own. There is zero, nothing personal merch on the Levitard merch store. Zero. You want our merch? Thank you. davidsampsonpodcast.com. A lot of you were telling me you're voting for us in the, for the Sports Podcast Awards. 
We're nominated for Best Sports Business Podcast and Best Baseball Podcast. So please go to sportspodcastgroup.com. You can vote. We can't. There's some confusion. Does voting close the 19th or the 28th? We're trying to get to the bottom of that. But pretend voting closes two days from now. It's all about the public vote. And man, we want to win. I watched a documentary that has gotten a lot of attention on Netflix called You Are What You Eat, A Twins Experiment. It's a four-part documentary where they take sets of identical twins, and for eight weeks, they make one a vegan and one an omnivore, one who eats meat. Well, one of my New Year's resolutions was to be vegan for one month in 2024, and I'm currently 17 days into my vegan journey. I have not had bagel or cream cheese. I've not had sushi. I've not had meat. I've not had a burger. I've not had a slice of pizza in 17 days. Actually lost seven pounds. I've been sick for 10 of the 17 days. My digestive system is adjusting. And sometimes it causes me to take breaks during shows. But that said, I feel less inflamed. I feel great. One thing that I did not focus on is the environment. With this platform, it's terrible to admit this, but I will, because you know I love you all. I love being honest. I don't think about the environment as much as I likely should, because I don't know what I can do individually. Does it matter? Sometimes I suffer from that. There's several things, right? Imposter syndrome, general anxiety and insecurity. And then the Peter Pan thing I have, where I don't want to get old, I can't stand the concept, yet I'm unwilling to ever get Botox or dye anything, which is strange. How do those two go together? I also suffer from what can one man do? One person, one person, what can one person do? I watched this documentary and I realized, wow, I can actually do something here. I was not aware, and you're going to call me, I can be smart in 100 subjects and still be completely misinformed in 100 subjects. There's millions of subjects out there. Smart people don't know something about everything. There are people who pretend they know a little something about everything. Not me with you. I didn't know the cows farted and that what they fart actually ruins the ozone layer. I admit that I was not fully aware of what was going on in the Amazon or that the Amazon was 10% responsible for like the air we breathe. Never even occurred to me. And maybe it just means I don't read enough or I read the wrong things or I focus on the wrong things. I was aware always, I read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. I was aware always that slaughterhouses, not very nice. Chicken coops, not ideal. I never really saw, and I've watched a bunch of food movies recently and all the way back from the cove, but I still, I stopped eating tuna for a while and then started again. That's the problem. What's the follow through that you actually do? Well, this movie has created what I hope will be permanent follow through for me. I'm not saying that I'm never going to eat meat again. I don't know what I'll do after this month of being vegan. I will get through 31 days. It is way harder than you think to go cold turkey when you have lived your life on pizza, sushi, bagels, and cream cheese. 
and locks. Please watch this. Now, everyone's telling you it's agenda-laden. Of course, it's going to be people saying you're healthier by being a vegan. I've been eating fresh vegetables and, and edamame and nuts, so many nuts that I'm going to the doctor. I may have diverticulitis. My system is saying, what are you doing? Because, of course, I do everything to the extreme. And I'm not saying that documentaries don't have agendas, from Michael Moore to this one. Of course, documentaries have agendas. But it caused me to then read and learn way more than I ever did. So I watched You Are What You Eat. And boy, is that true. Then I saw what happened to these twins over the course of eight weeks. It's sort of like a more educated, supersize me, maybe less entertaining. And entertaining. Did you see the guy, Coca, who ha saves every Big Mac box that he eats? If you knew what eating one Big Mac not only did to your body, but did to the environment, it would shock you. And then you do the research and you find out that in actuality, it's true. The amount of processed food, how the food gets processed, what's in it, the stuff that you're putting in your body, they give you some examples of what happens and it may or may not happen to you because we could get hit by a bus today. But just in case, eating a little healthier, and I don't mean never eating junk food because I eat junk food every day. It's called You Are What You Eat, a twins experiment. Don't pay attention to all the people poo-pooing it. Watch it and just start thinking. That's all I want you to do. Thinking. I love thinking. Owners and presidents love thinking. Not all of them. Some of them really do. They spend their days pondering. CEOs do that a lot. COOs, chief operating officers, they're actually running a business. CEOs are actually thinking about a business. Two different things. Both critical to the success of a business. I like doing both. Not at once. You can't do both well at once. St. Louis Cardinals are run by a father and son team, the DeWitts. I've known them now for 25 years. That's, long. That's a quarter of a century since I started in baseball. That's hard to imagine, actually. A quarter of a century. The DeWitts have an issue, just like many of the other teams right now, and we're talking about their local revenue, their local broadcast revenue. The Cardinals are the team that I tell you has the most loyal fan base. Love them. They all wear red. They love their Cardinals. They come from all over. We couldn't draw from all over. We couldn't draw even from where we were. Certainly not to the West or East because you'd end up having to draw from people who are on their boats. And to the North, difficult. Cardinals draw from a huge, huge area. They met the media yesterday to talk about the streaming situation, something that we've covered in great detail on this show. They have a deal and a very, very good deal with Bally's, Sinclair, Diamond, the Regional Sports Network. They are one of the teams of the 11 wondering what's going to happen going forward. Well, here's what's going to happen. At the end of 2024, I've been predicting and continue to predict that there will be no more broadcast deals from Bally's with any MLB teams. 
So MLB teams will be forced to forego all of their contractually obligated revenue that they were getting, that they thought they'd always get from their TV partners, and figure out how to replace it. They can look to baseball the way the Padres did, and the baseball, the commissioner, promised to only give them up to 80% of what their expected revenue was for a year. Year two, no promises at all. MLB, by subsidizing teams, not from revenue sharing, by subsidizing teams from their kitty, their kitty is owned by all 30 teams. So when you subsidize a team's local revenue, what you're doing is actually outside of the collective bargaining agreement, you are increasing revenue sharing. But instead of taking solely from the rich, giving to the poor, you're taking from poor and rich to give to sometimes rich. So it is not what revenue sharing was meant for. The Cardinals were not ever meant to collect revenue sharing. And if they're getting money from baseball to subsidize their broadcast deal, that's the equivalent of what it is. So something's got to give. So they could call Nancy Myers, Diane Keaton if they wanted, maybe even Jack or Amanda. Or they could do what the DeWitts are doing. And they came out and said, we're going to take a year right now and we're going to get to know our market. Literally, this is the quote. If it's in our lap, we better know our market and the lap meaning the problem that they have. We better know who's out there, the president said. We better know what ratings have looked like in outer market territories, inner market territories. We better understand how our ticket sales and other things overlay with those numbers. <clears throat> I'm only laughing because it's not relevant what's happening with the regional sports networks and the correlation or the relationship of understanding your customers. You ought to know your customers regardless of your TV situation. So they're going to spend a year trying to figure out what to do. And maybe they'll end up where the Phoenix Suns ended up hey, we're just going to put it on free TV and let everyone watch because then we get to say, hey, no more blackouts and there's a lot of eyeballs. That's the new thing you're going to read with all the teams. And the Cardinals said it too. The goal is to get as many eyeballs as possible on our product. No, it's not. I could get 38,000 people to come to a Marlins game. All I had to do was charge a dollar. But boy, am I hurting the possibility of making more money if the team ever got good. Because people, when they get used to paying a dollar, don't necessarily then want to start paying $2. I misled you on something the other day. I get things wrong. This is not a correction that came from any of you. It's a correction that's coming from me. One of the things that I take a lot of pride in with nothing personal is making corrections or explaining things. We talked to you about Amazon and the bankruptcy of these regional sports networks, valleys. And we said that Major League Baseball rejected Amazon's offer to help with the reorganization of Sinclair. And I told you that MLB has no right the judge doesn't give a flying rat's pituitary gland. MLB reject, not reject. That happens to be true. It's just not what happened. 
What happened is that Amazon went to the judge and proposed a deal where they would be willing to pour some capital into Bally's, Sinclair, Diamond, I'm using them interchangeably. But in return, they wanted the streaming rights for the Major League Baseball teams who were currently contracted with Bally's. MLB has every right through its teams, and MLB is negotiating on behalf of the teams who have deals with Bally's, has every right to reject that deal. I gave you the right re result, which is MLB wants to get all of its digital rights. Then they want to package them all and sell to Amazon. Therefore, they don't want Amazon to do a deal directly with Bally's. They want Amazon to have to do a deal with baseball. That was correct information. Telling you that MLB had no right to reject what Amazon was doing, they have a right to reject what Amazon was asking for because it involves taking something from these baseball teams. So I wanted to clarify that. I don't need to clarify much about my pick of the day. Nothing personal pick of the day. I guess it's not March, so we don't have to say it's brought to you by anybody. Brought to you by David Sampson and Matthew Coca. We are 10 and 6. If you had the Sacramento Kings, I hope you did. Plus four and a half over the Suns. That was the easiest pick of the night. Of course, the Suns won the game by two, but I wasn't worried at all because Sacramento was up by 70 points and then lost, but the Suns didn't cover. Today, we're taking the Knicks minus five over the Rockets with or without Brunson, with or without Jimmy Dolan, and that distraction doesn't matter. They're coming off a loss against the Magic. Knicks will get back on the winning side and cover five over the Rockets. Getting back to owners, we've been a little owner heavy today, but there's just so many stories. Have you read about Yasser Al-Ramayan? Do you know that name? The chairman of Live Golf, the chairman of Newcastle. Reco recollect what he did, what he's doing. I want to do that a little cleaner, Coco. Okay, last segment, 4869. I want to end the show going back to talk about owners and certain things that they're doing that could cause them to be pushed out, not pushed out. Saudi Arabia, as you know, has gotten very involved in sports. The Live Golf, the merger with PGA. You just read that Jay Monahan who I think is not going to survive as the commissioner of the PGA. Jay Monahan is over in Saudi Arabia right now meeting with live chairman Yasir Al-Ramayan. He's the same guy who is the chairman of Newcastle. Newcastle United, that's the sovereign wealth fund. They took over Newcastle, a Premier League club back in 2021 at some point. And he was installed as the chairman. He's a busy guy. He's running Live Golf. He's running Newcastle. Well, he's been accused in a new lawsuit by the Al Jabari family, former intelligence chief. He's been accused and is being sued for having carried out instructions, quote unquote, 
given to him directly by the Saudi Arabian crown prince. Now, if you don't remember the name of the Saudi Arabian crown prince, his name is Mohammed bin Salman. This is evil personified. This is the man who chopped up a journalist. This is a man who is trying to get all of you to forget his view of anyone who is not a man, anyone who is not heterosexual. Don't you dare be a woman. Don't you dare be queer, because if you're a part of LGBTQ and you're in Saudi Arabia, you are subject to death, dismemberment. This is the man who is funding these wealth funds that are taking over sports. And sports is giving in time and time again. They invested in the Wizards, done. They're going to be a part of tennis, done. They've got Messi. Yeah, Messi, the same guy that you all genuflect toward, the same guy. He is a spokesperson over in Saudi Arabia. Nadal, spokesperson, newly announced in Saudi Arabia. Well, all of the nefarious activities that they undergo, which are every single day, and I don't mean financial impropriety, I'm talking about limb, life and limb. So what this lawsuit is saying is that this guy, Ben Salman, asked his guy, Ramayan, who is the chairman of these assets, Newcastle, Live Golf, et cetera, if you don't mind, we need to get this intelligence chief to shut up. So go ahead and take care of that, wouldn't you please? So the intelligence chief moves to Canada, but is suing for about 74 million bucks. So you all want Saudi Arabian money because you want more money in your sport because you want better players signed for your team. This is what happens. You want to do a deal with the devil? That's your choice. Do it. But here's the ramifications. Can you separate art from artist? Is this the same thing as separating art from artist? What will be the result of this? I have an idea. I think that Al Ramayan is going to be removed as chairman of Newcastle. I think the English Premier League, regardless of the number of teams that are owned and operated with foreign funds and money, do they really want to be associated with someone who's carrying out the orders of Mohammed bin Salman? Now, they've always really known it, just like you should too. When you're cheering for your team or you're excited about the influx of investment, you sort of just don't think about the bad stuff they do. It's sort of like not thinking about the chicken coop while you're eating Chick-fil-A. And I get it. It's what we all do to protect ourselves from actually having to face the truth about things that we're doing because you say, hey, what can I do? At some point, you have inflection. At some point, it's too much. Well, this is that point. This is that point for Al Ramayan. Actually, actually I'm going to make it official to close out the show, Coca. Wait to see when I tell you something's going to happen. We'll revisit it or we right or wrong. He doesn't survive this. I don't mean that literally, though you never know. Yasir will be removed as Newcastle chairman. They won't take out the investments. They won't stop taking money. But they will remove him as Newcastle chairman. The reason why the EPL 
the ATP, and a team near and dear to you will be taking Saudi money soon, say it with me as we close. It's just business. This is nothing personal.